Maggie McAlpine tells us about the science fiction she's a fan of and the science fiction she writes. A big fan of The Expanse lately. I oh, didn't like it, it, science fiction a lot growing up because I found it very bleak. Okay. But then I discovered Babylon 5 and yeah. that became a big thing for me. I absolutely love uh, and was deeply influenced by Babylon 5. So I'm trying to be fair here. Was I deeply influenced? Not, not sure. Um, what I liked about it was it's re- super realism and uh, no, no banking spacecraft. That's the good bottom line there. And Expanse followed along and probably did a much better job of producing special effects yes. that were even more awesome. Uh, I think what they did better than Battle of Five is they have the panning camera. So they allow the pa- cameras to pan and the yes. ships are flying like they're supposed to. The cameras do <laughs> these really cool effects. So this was the innovation that George Lucas didn't think about. It's like, well, I could... If he cared to, he could. He could. Oh, he, yeah. could he could stick with. He could still make it look cool. Because the only I, uh, so the only reason why I believe he has banking spacecraft is yeah maybe he didn't quite know that shouldn't do that. But mostly, yeah. maybe he knew exactly. But mostly, he just wanted to look cool. Yeah. But I think that the expanse is just showing up. Well, the Razorback recently they did a great like flip and burn, which was fantastic, and yeah. they've done a lot of great space battles. I mean, Babylon Five I cut a break because of the budget at the time, and uh, yeah. it's it, and it's um they take advantage of the fixed camera because it's shot the theatrically. I mean, it's basically a play and JMS, uh, Michael Straczynski, J. Michael Straczynski was a playwright and it shows in, in how the story is staged, I think. And so he uses that to kind of make up for the total lack of budget they had. Yeah. Well, cool. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was a big fan of that. I was also an Amiga head. Babylon 5 was using something, uh, technically it was using Lightwave, 3D and a bunch of other things. And and that was one of the other things that led me into that. Mm Do you like The Expanse? Do you write? So what are you writing? Let's, do you write science fiction? Uh, I did write some Expanse fan fiction, but you'll never find it. No, I'm just kidding. It's, I think it's quite good, actually. But, uh, Tell me, who, who, who did you follow? I love Miller. Okay, yeah. Um, no, yeah, that's a good one. Um, um, who couldn't you follow? I mean, there's no... Yeah. It's pretty... You can't really go wrong, though I was disappointed at the end of the, 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 the Belter boy who's... Yeah, go get him. I, I haven't seen that episode yet, but I do know what happens. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up now. <laughs> you haven't yet? I'm like, I, I came here. I had to get ready. Uh, <laughs> so I missed the last couple episodes well, of season three. Months, I think. I yeah, know. yeah, I fell behind. I wrote a story. I have two ideas in sci-fi right now, I guess. There was one that was about the world's last war criminal, which uh, is getting interviewed. <laughs> Uh, by a UN sort of uh, peacekeeper, you know, war archaeologist type, uh, and uh, doesn't, uh, spoilers, doesn't want to admit to her that we've picked up a hostile alien signal and we're actually interviewing her without letting her know because we're afraid she might escape if we let her know that uh, we've made hostile contact and we have no idea how to fight anymore. Oh, that's why. It's a very tense uh, interview. Uh, She's the last living memory on Earth of commanding a war. There might be people who have still fought, but there's nobody who's commanded a war anymore. Oh, okay. And uh, another one that was about um, Mars accidentally being colonized um, as a gambling hub because uh, this guy ends up being exiled there for his entire life and and also finds out he's actually extremely wealthy accidentally and starts just sending himself luxuries. 
<laughs> which eventually turns it into a gambling hub. And so the joke was just meant to be like, it won't be science, which leads to Mars being colonized. Oh. It'll be humans like worse instincts. It's the usuals. Yeah, the usuals. <laughs> the usual suspects. <laughs> like Actually, is the most likely thing too, to be honest. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I guess Earth becomes like a very uh, strict financial system, so you can't really do anything off the books. Cash currency is oh, gone. I so see. and uh, it re- everything reflects on your public record if you you know do any sort of transaction. <laughs> so it comes a place you can Social go to to just gamble and not have it hit your con- your profile. However you found sci-fi thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. In the show notes is a link to Maggie McAlpin's email list. Go get connected. Next episode, we get deeper into the psyche of Maggie McAlpin. So I was at a play. I used to live in Italy when I was 12, and there was a bunch of rendition of Beauty and the Beast on the stage. It was in Luca in probably like 98. And uh, so I couldn't understand what was being said. I spoke Italian, but not very well. And it was this really dark, dark, dark fairy tale take on Beauty and the Beast, just viscerally horrifying. And I couldn't understand much Italian, but the Beast gave this gut-wrenching cry in one act, and he said, uh, Io non sono un animale, sono un uomo. I am not an animal. I am a man. And he just, it was just a scream from the soul. And I remember being 12 and literally fall, like cringing back into my chair and like clutching my stomach because I thought I was going to throw up. Wow. And it was just such a like, I really thought I had to get up and leave because it was such a profoundly disturbing thought what he was expressing in that moment and in that level and through that language barrier that I could even feel it then. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> and I was like, well, I guess this is how I'm wrecked now. <laughs> I guess I'm stuck with this forever. This is my trauma. <laughs> you know?